From Hollywood to you. Thank you for listening to us. Ryan Seacrest. Seacrest. On air, on air, on air with Ryan Seacrest. Well, good morning. We are just, I'm just looking at the calendar here. We're midway through the week. Halloween's going to be here fast. And Mercury has been in retrograde, which is not great. But it finally ends in four days. The four longest days of the retrograde are now. Right. And hopefully we get out of it pretty soon. Uh, good morning. Tanya, how are you doing? I'm doing good. And you know what I'm really happy about this morning? No, we just got here, so we have no idea. No idea. <laughs> We're cohesive. We're kind of in the same color scheme, you and I. No, I'm wearing a a lumberjack flannel, and you're wearing a burgundy Pinot Noir, like Pinot Noir colored uh, sweatshirt. Yeah, but we're kind of in the same color scheme. Some people might say it's cohesive. Mm. Some people. <laughs> Some yeah, people. I'm not so sure. Are you know we're on right? This is it. This is it. This is like the real thing right now. This is not the warm up. This is not. Yeah, the, I know. This is not the pregame stretching. So let's see. This morning, we have uh, a lot going on. I looked at the schedule last night as we were group texting each other about what to watch. And obviously, I, I started Acapulco because Eugenio is going to be on. Eugenio Derbez, whom we've had on before. Mm-hmm. Acapulco uh, is a new series on Apple. It's Apple TV Plus. It's right, not just right. Apple Plus or Apple TV. It's Apple TV and the Plus. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I, I refer to it as Apple. But it's Apple Plus TV Plus Plus. Whereas most of them are just the thing or the thing plus. and the plus. Right, 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 right. It's not like it's Netflix TV plus. Correct. It's the only one with a TV and a plus, which I found alarming and fascinating all at the same time. <laughs> so Ohenia's going to be on. Yeah, the shows you guys, you know what I, just so you are let in, many times when I put on my Ugg slippers and put my feet up on the ottoman, I will text mm. the group to say, hey, want to watch something good, what you got? I was not thrilled with most of the responses circulated last night until <laughs> Patty said, you know what, Acapulco, because Eugenio's coming on, and I watched the first episode, loved it. Right? People loved are it. saying it's like Terlazo, like that good, feel good, just, people just want to feel good right now. People do. And this show is that. It is. So we'll talk to him. He's coming up. Now, the other thing is, in the email about the show today that I get we all get it, actually. It says Daniel Craig is going to be on. Daniel Craig, mm. James Bond 007. I know. And it are said, you, like, freaking out? Well, it said, uh, I think in my email, it was un- in my email, unconfirmed when I read it. It was not confirmed Correct. yet. So I got in this morning. The first thing I said, is it confirmed? And apparently, it's now confirmed that Daniel Craig is on the show today here. Have we ever had Daniel Craig on this show? I don't think so. I don't either. He's like your mecca. He's like your it. Yeah. I, I, we've had James Bonds on before, but not as James Bond, post-James Bond. And when I say Bonds, right. I mean one Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we've ever had anybody else on. Uh, but Daniel Craig, I met him before. Uh, we had, uh, we had a, a nice little chat. It was only a couple minutes, and uh, I, I look uh, fondly back at it. Yes, it was on the red carpet. Yes, it was for an award show, but we did talk. And so I'm going to use that as a springboard into our chat today. Right, like you're basically <laughs> friends. That's your in. Oh, Mark, was was Daniel Craig on this show in November of 2015? Six years ago, he was on. For Knives Out? I don't think it was for Knives Out. I think it was probably for a James Bond movie in 2015. Sorry, guys. What is wrong with us that we do not recall Daniel Craig being on the show? It was for Spectre. Okay, but I brought it up, and then Tanya confirmed it. How could we not? That's a memorable moment in our careers. There are so many memorable moments on this show. It just somehow got lost in the shuffle. Oh, God. Well, that's What's a memorable bunch of BS. to you might not be memorable to me. No, James <laughs> Bonds are memorable to me. Anytime anybody on that is a James Bond, and I, I thought we only had one post-James Bond run, and that was Pierce Brosnan, but clearly we had James Bond on when he was James Bond. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. He's coming up in a little bit, so stay tuned. Oh, Enio Derbez, good morning. How you doing, buddy? Amazing. I'm doing great. Thank you. So good to see you again. Hey, listen, I, I saw you last night in my living room. I was watching you last night, and uh, <laughs> we have so much to catch up on, Eugenio. Uh, Acapulco, Coda, there, there's so much going on. But I want to I wanna break some news to people who may not know. Eugenio is in a secret location. And we can we are not we are not marrying video to audio right now because he is in uh well he there's a I think it's a character 
yes. he's playing. And it's a look that would give something away if I were to reveal the video attached to his voice. Is that true? It's completely true. I, I think this is the, the most uh, extreme uh, change that I've done in my entire career. So I look really different, and I'm very excited. I, I look uh, like uh, 20 years older. <laughs> 20? So are you, are you wearing prosthetics for this role? No, not really. No. I mean, uh, just a couple of uh, things in my hair, but the, the rest has, has been a very interesting um, trip. But uh, no, no, no prosthetics at all. It's just my face and a lot of different stuff in my hair. Okay, now when will it be revealed, this role? I think until we're done shooting the, no, probably when we're releasing the, the, the movie. The, I, I guess like probably next summer, Something okay. around that, yeah. All right. So if you're guessing he's playing Santa Claus, stop guessing, okay? Stop <laughs> guessing. I don't want to hear it. I don't give anything away. Exactly. Uh, hey, man, let's talk about there's, – there's two things to talk about, Coda and Acapulco. But Acapulco, for example, I, yeah, I went to – it's Apple TV Plus. It's all that. you got to go to Apple TV and the Plus. It's not just Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus, and you'll see you'll, – well, you'll see the banner for this series up, and then you click into it and you get going, but – Acapulco, I remember, and, you know, just from, you know, my limited view of that city, I remember my parents talking about it being such a big deal to go to when we were growing up in Georgia. So it was, a, I mean, a hugely popular destination, right? Absolutely. It was the spot to go on vacation in the 80s, especially. The entire royalty all around the world went there. Uh, mm. All the princes, princesses, uh, duchess. Uh, Hollywood stars like Elizabeth Taylor, uh, Elvis Presley, Frank Sinatra, everyone were there, politicians, actors. It was a, an, an amazing place to go, especially in the 80s. And uh, during the day, you can go with your kids to the beach. The, beach are, uh, the beaches are amazing. They are, the, 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 the sun is like powder. The, the, warm is, is really, the, the water is really warm. And at night, you have the best, best nightlife, the best nightclubs, restaurants. And it, 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 in the 80s, it was amazing. What, what, what is it like now, if one goes? Uh, it's, it's pretty much the same. Uh, not exactly the same, um, but it's, 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 it's amazing. You can still go there and have a lot of fun. Acapulco, mm. right now, it's one of the favorite destinations for the uh, for all Mexicans, we love going to Acapulco. Uh, let Every me tell you something. Uh, a, a newsflash, by doing this series, you're going to make it a global destination again because people are going to want to go check it out. Hopefully. It's beautiful. I, I, I grew up uh, going to Acapulco every summer, Christmas. So it, it's really beautiful. And, and the, the stories that were told about the, all these uh, Hollywood uh, celebrities and, and royalty uh, – they made wild parties in these mansions and in these hotels, and we are recreating all those stories in the series. Okay, now, what did you love? He, he plays a guy you know, from there, makes it big time, very successful. What struck you about this story? Well, I, I, actually, we did a movie called How to Be a Latin Lover mm -hmm. uh, like four or five years ago. And uh, when we were shooting the film, we said, Imagine what happened between, because at the, at the beginning of the movie, this guy who is John Maximo um, meets a, a rich woman in the hotel he's working at in Acapulco, and then he becomes a billionaire. When we were mm. like, what, what, how many people he met at the hotel? And that's where we uh, realized it could be a, a very fun series to, to see how Maximo went from rags to riches and... and how many people he met before becoming a billionaire. And that's the story we're telling here in the, in the series. What, what a, you know, Acapulco is that series. In Coda, which is also an Apple TV Plus, you talk about a, a drastic change in roles. What's it like to be in two different bodies? Well, it's, I, I love it. I, I, I've been a comedian my entire life, especially in, in Mexico, Latin America. So I moved here seven years ago. Uh, actually, I think you made my first interview in English like seven years ago. I was yeah. really nervous. I'm still. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then this is probably my first really dramatic role uh, in, in CODA. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited and thrilled to be part of this movie because it's a beautiful, beautiful story about a CODA means child of deaf adults. And okay. um, 
And Ruby, that is it, the only hearing person in her deaf family, she's a, a teenager in Gloucester, Massachusetts. And when she's not at school, she's working with her father and brother um, in a fishing boat. And one day, Ruby joins her school choir club and discovers a passion and talent for singing. And, and then she finds herself torn between pursuing her love of music and, and her fear of abandoning her family. And I play the music teacher, the music, uh, uh, the music, the, the music teacher in, at, at school. And, and, uh, but this film is really about that moment in life when you have to separate from those you love and, and find your, your own identity, basically. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful, beautiful. You know, it's it's so fun to hear your voice because I, I do remember. I think that was back in like 2013 when we first we first met and came on the air together and talked. And I saw, I mean, literally just last night, I saw the ad for Acapulco, and I'm like, oh, I love that guy. I, I mean, like people <laughs> see your face and they know about you and they love what you they love who you are, and then of course they want to see your work. And I think that's such a great connection with your audience, with your fans. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, Coda is a drama, Acapulco is a comedy. So, but, but you know, also Coda has a lot of, uh, a lot of comedy. Uh, there are some, I, I love a scene in Coda where uh, Ruby, she's uh, at the doctor with her parents and they have like a, <laughs> how do you say, uh, the, um, a sexual disease. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, an it. STD. An STD. Exactly. Oh. An STD. <laughs> and then uh, she has to, she has to translate for them in front of the doctor. So it's very uncomfortable <laughs> for, for her giving detail to the doctor about what happened to uh, her parents. It's, it's it's really funny, touching, moving, shocking. It's everything at the same time. I love that wow. movie. Eugenio Derbez, thank you so much for coming on. You can see all this on Apple TV+. And we can't wait to see you as the Grinch that stole Christmas coming up soon in the role he's playing now. Uh, he's, I think he's doing a reboot of it or something. So we'll see you soon. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Tanya. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye-bye. What a contagious energy Eugenio has. What a great mm -hmm. contagious energy. And that series is mm -hmm. fun to watch. Check it out, Capoco. And uh, Coda, I'm not sorry, but I will. All right. The morning hack is we all, in our minds, we all, I think we realize that movement is good. Exercise is good. It helps stay in shape, stay fit, helps with longevity and overall health, gut health, well being, stress relief. But there's one workout that's at the top of the list when it comes to stress specifically. And that workout I was okay at, and I stopped uh, when the pandemic kicked in. And then I sprained my ankle on the treadmill because I want to get back into it. So once my ankle heals, I'm going to start doing it again. And that is boxing. Oh, boxing. I thought you, you were going to say surfing. No, surfing is fantastic, but it's not as accessible to so many people. Mm -hmm. So boxing. Now, boxing, I would think could be tense because it's a lot of, well, it's a lot of impact, right? On the wrists mm -hmm. and you're punching, but it lowers blood pressure. So you get it out and it gets the endorphins up. And it helps you sleep better and helps build strength. And it's a good street skill in case anything ever happens. A <laughs> good street skill. No, you need like hidden gems when it comes to self-defense if you're my size. True, true, true. <laughs> Here's today's quote. Pain grows when you don't grow from the pain. On air with Ryan Seacrest. Today is National M&M Day. If you're a fan Treat yourself. Now, we have tickets to our Kiss FM sold-out jingle ball presented by Capital One. I'm buying those for you every single hour, 35 past the hour. And this hour, we're going to check in with Michael at Sissonies, uh, get a update on, um, uh, what do you call that? What's the thing? What are we calling it? Hands uh, full Hands full with, with Michael. Michael update. We're getting one of those done this morning after 7. Right now, in for Sissonies is Tanya. The White House announced it has helped broker an agreement for the Port of Los Angeles to become a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week operation to relieve supply chain bottlenecks that are driving prices higher for U.S. consumers. Ports in L.A. and Long Beach account for 40% of all shipping containers entering the U.S. As of Monday, there were 62 ships at the two ports and 81 waiting to dock and unload. Cross-country traveler Gabby Petito was strangled and died three to four weeks before her body was found, a Wyoming coroner announced yesterday. Her boyfriend and traveling partner Brian Laundrie is considered a person of interest in her disappearance and remains unaccounted for. 
And the Dodgers stayed alive, beating the Giants 7-2. That forces a winner-take-all Game 5 tomorrow night in San Francisco. The winner moves on to play Atlanta in the National League Championship Series. On Air with Ryan Seacrest. Uh, Halloween, what are we? I said 18, two and a half weeks away, 18 days away from Halloween. A lot of thought and prep going into the costumes this year. I think Floor is going to be a dinosaur. Oh, cute. I may have my costume, and it's very simple. It involves shorts and a tank top. What is Mm. it? I'm not going to tell you yet because then you might bite it. You might take it. Okay. uh, What if I swear I won't take it? No, because you might give it to Robbie, your boyfriend. No, (laughs) that's a big chance. Right. It's a big chance. chance. No, I know how you work. You'll say, oh, my gosh, this is a great idea. And then you'll, and you say, oh, you know, it's so cute if both of you guys do it together. It's so cute. Yeah, oh, really? It's a cute, it could be a cute couple's costume? No. no. You, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you might think mine is cute and want it for your boyfriend and then want us to do a side-by-side of the same thing. That's how we, Patty, and I think your brain might work. That is really cute. Mm-hmm. I know. That's why I'm not telling you. Because you're going to go, oh, my God, it's so cute. Why don't you and Robbie be the same thing? But that'd be cute if you guys were the same thing. That's why I'm not telling you what it is. That's right. That's right. You got it. You are right. Anyway, the Fauci, uh, all of the authorities, they're saying, the governing bodies, they're saying, hey, the science, doctors, whatever, whoever, whoever's on the panel, they're saying, it's fine to trick or treat. It's outside. The vaccines are more uh, prevalent. So how do you feel about trick or treating this year? Where are you with your kids on it? Patty? Well, I think we may do it this year. We didn't, you know, no one did it last year. But I think this year with masks on and just, you know, being kind of vigilant and and careful, I think we are. Vigilance and vaccinations, if you have them, come into play. Rain is on. Now, Rain, you're a mom of three girls, I hear. Are you going to trick-or-treat with them this year? We. We're not. We're kind of going to try to do something a little different um, instead of carrying gloves and a Lysol yeah. in the house. Yeah. We're, my daughter had an idea of doing like a an Easter egg hunt, but Halloween style. Oh. Hiding candy throughout the house, throughout the yard, getting bags, and just kind of going on a scavenger hunt to try to get as most you know candy as they could get. That's, That's fun. A great idea. Yeah. That's a great it idea. is. My kids, I have a nine-year-old girl, 11-year-old girl, and 12. So they're all girls. And, the, yeah, they're they're eager to get out, but at the same time, they're like, it, it's just not really worth the risk. It's kind of, you know, just it's kind of a night maybe to rent movies, carve pumpkins, mm-hmm. and Toast make it like seeds. a scavenger hunt. Put tahine on the seat. Hey, what, uh, what are they going to be? Well, <laughs> my youngest wants to be a scary gnome. Mm-hmm. Um, like the garden gnome. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how we're going to pull that one off yet. Yeah. <laughs> I have my other one who's still dying to be a jigsaw. She would love to even have like the full tricycle and like she wants to terrorize kids. Okay. And my oldest wants to be a vampire. Oh. Ooh. So we're still going to dress up. We're still going to be in the theme. We're just going to try to figure out a safer way to do it. <laughs> I, I think that's great advice. Well, good luck, Rain, this year. Linda is on with us. Linda. Are you trick-or-treating with your kids this year? Um, I'm not going to trick-or-treat with my kids this year. And how are they going to react to that? Right. Um, I think they're pretty, we're acting pretty good. We didn't go last year. We just did carving pumpkins, and we did Halloween costume contests at our home with our family. So I think they're, they enjoyed it. Well, she's like, I think they have no choice. I think they're going to do what we <laughs> right, do. Right, right. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, Linda. I'm, you know, I... I I went into a a baby clothes store the other day, and mm. oh yeah, the baby Why? clothes are because I'm getting something for my niece. I'm going to see her, and the baby clothes these days, like I want some of that stuff my size. Mm-hmm. Very cute, so cute. It's very cute. So anyway, I was in there and I started thinking, wow, I wonder if I did have kids, would I? What would I pick out? And then I started thinking, if I did have kids, would I get them like dressed up this year for Halloween? I think I would be vigilant, like Patty said, but let them safely partake, right? We'd be safe, protected, and and partake. Um, And the most popular costumes this year, Ted Lasso, Black Widow from the Avengers, Cruella de Vil, Luca the Sea Monster. All right, Daniel Craig is coming on in a few minutes. Very excited.
to talk to Daniel Craig. He just got a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, and if you watch Ted Lasso, a character in Ted Lasso, well, she goes to Elton John's annual Christmas party where Daniel Craig and Rachel Weisz put on a holiday-themed puppet show every year. So if you're a Ted Lasso fan, you know that's coming. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get to Hands Full with Michael, the segment. Going to uh, Sissini's house. Michael there in Sissini's studio from home. Michael, good morning. How you doing, buddy? Good morning. I am hey, well. Hey, what size? You? What size? I went baby kids clothes shopping the other day. What size are the twins? Oh, the twins? Yeah, Whoa. Yeah. You know, I'm all surveyor right now. Uh, there's probably size four. Uh, That's right. Four so T? Is that four T? Four T. It's kind of close to their age, except they're on the higher end. Okay, so, yeah, so what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to buy, I'm looking for something for Flora. She's a 4T. I'm going to buy up because, you know, otherwise it's wasted fast, right? Yeah, so the things you want to think about is not only buying up, but then ballpark, what season it will be in, right? You don't want uh, jackets in the summer. Right. So just, but it's oh, going to get I cold, see. so you'll probably oh, so be So you got to take, if I were to chart this out, I got a graph of season and the graph of, of size, and you sort of, Especially like, where does at that intersect? Age. Where do you exactly. intersect those two bars in the graph? All right, that's good. So that's maybe good something thinking. for Christmas, something, you know, or winter. That's good work. thinking. Hey, baby Savea, how are we doing? Eight weeks? Uh, Eight how's, are, you, weeks. are you guys surviving okay? You know, uh, yeah, I guess, ups and downs. But, uh, you know, we're getting through it. I, pretty good. We've got tools. We've got experience. I think, I think it's good. <laughs> By the way, Tiny, something to look forward to. Parenting, we're getting through it. That's the slogan. <laughs> yeah. uh, how's, how's Sisney doing? How's she doing? Uh, you know, she's doing great. She's working out a lot in my man cave uh, gym. Right on. So uh, it makes my meetings a little interesting because I have to get on mute and off mute, definitely on <laughs> camera. Yeah, a lot of like breathing in the background and grunting. And so they're like, <laughs> and I pretend like there's nothing happening. <laughs> on mute. And, oh, yeah. Well, can That's you coordinate fun, your meetings great. and her workout time to be at different hours in the day? I'm, this is my busy season, so I'm just like I'm going all day, and I'm, I try to accommodate. I've left a couple times. I just let well, it is it, is it is it because of taxes, fiscal years, budgets? Why is this your busy season? Yeah, budgets exactly. Budgets, budgets, we got to figure out what we want to do next year. Yeah, that's 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 called planning ahead. Whoa, we don't do that. All right, so Mia's latest milestones include what? So, okay, so we talked about leaps last time. She's actually getting into her second leap, which means, like, she's having more little conversations, and that's cute and all. But um, she's been getting really congested recently. So I've had oh. to use the nose Frida. I don't know if you know oh, about this. Mm-hmm. And to bail her out. Mm. That is the tool I'm talking about that really helps. Have you heard yeah. about the nose Frida, Ryan? I think we've talked about the nose Frida before here. Patty's talked about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So she I- had a lot of gunk in there and. And you suck it out, Good right? Good thing there's a, yeah, but there's a filter, yeah. but you make sure that filter's in. Right, but you suck right. it out like an oyster. Mm, like a straw, like you're, you're yeah, sucking it out like a straw. But it's got the consistency <laughs> of a blue point oyster. Right, 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 exactly. I'm, I'm thinking of the nose Frida and the way I eat oysters and they're kind yeah. of. Well, look, I mean, if it could, it's all briny. It's all briny, okay? Now, okay. Aza Maxson's that. latest reaction this week. How are they doing with the new one? So during summer school, and they were learning days of the week. We started doing ice cream Fridays. And it was like, what day is it? If you're good during the week, we go to ice cream afterwards on Fridays. And uh, and then school started, and I was trying to get out of it. And, they, and every day, every Friday. And so we kept going. And uh, But then they started they started misbehaving. Uh, and they actually gotten, got written up this last week. No. By who? Both of them. By the, well, the teacher. They were uh, <sighs> not very good with sharing and a little aggressive with the back off my toys. Oh, uh, so this was this was our first real moment where you know we had to cancel ice cream Fridays. Oh, bummer for oh. you! And we had to we had to talk to them about it. And and Sissy had also bought all this brand new clothes for them and couldn't wait to show them. And so she kind of felt punished because then she was mm. just like, "I gotta." You know. And whose fault is that? They have the character traits of their dad. I mean, look, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, but. Look, they're learning. We talked to the teacher. She's like, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, seeing that, it seems like they came to school the next day embarrassed, which means they care. You know, right. it's part of the progress. You know, you just have to address it, right? And 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 it just means time and attention. So we've well, got to I, I like this whole cut some fun out concept of ice cream Friday and Taco Tuesday and iceberg yeah. cheese wedge Wednesday. Like that would be my. I would do all kinds of food associated days. 
yeah, you fill it with fun, and then when it stops, you're like, what happened? Like, right. And you, learn you guys. Lesson. Yeah, you guys. So, and so I think they're connecting it a little bit. Now, I know there's a serious turn here, the, the realist three, yeah. three moment, right? Your your nephew's lost somebody? Yeah. You know, yeah, real talk. Um, you know, our, our nephews lost their mother, Jen, you know, to cancer last week. Um, so Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Th- thank you. And, you know, we visited them last Saturday, and we got all the cousins together. And, you know, it, it just reminds you of what's what's important. And I know it's also Cancer Awareness Month, and you know, you know, you, you never know what's going to happen. But I think it's just it's it's really important just to make sure that you you're you know you're there for your family and you and you you know cherish those moments because it you know and and I know also you know for you Ryan right your your father actually uh, had a successful um, mm. uh, experience. And and Jen had one as as well, uh, and and so you know we just, you know I think we just need to um, sometimes stop mm. uh, what we're doing a little bit and and just focus on the little things. Yeah, it, it's it is true, and it's frightening uh, yeah. to see to see it. I'm so well, I'm so sorry for for them, for the family, for you guys. But I think your point is is well taken. In my father's case, he uh, had prostate cancer and was battling that really badly that and he mm. got a report of undetected recently and you know feels like he's got a new lease on life so wow yeah our thoughts our thoughts with your fam there bro thanks for coming on michael and, and thank you so hug, much big hugs to sis okay all right appreciate it great okay, to buddy. see you, you. bye bye good see you later bye 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 love you guys love you i think michael likes coming on right i feel like he's really warming up to us he might think he likes us I think he likes us, too. I like him, too. He said he loves us. And Daniel Craig joining us right now. My God, he's dressed as James Bond. I'm in a flannel, and he's fully in character. It's great to have you with us. I'm always like this. I always (laughs) dress like this. Uh, Thank you for for coming on. This has been, uh, you know, thinking of No Time to Die. It's been a, a long time in the making, certainly for you stepping into the role, but also for us to get to see it on the screen what sort of emotions are you feeling that it's finally here, Daniel? I suppose it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of relief. I mean, a year ago, this felt like this, none of this was going to happen. Um, um, you know, we probably would have gone to streaming and I, I, I'm just grateful to Universal and MGM because they held their nerve and we actually managed to get it into the cinemas, which is, um, which is where bomb movies and all movies should be. When you started, when you when you took on this role at first, what was your expectation of being Bond? I, sure, I mean, I couldn't see further than the end of Casino Royale. I mean, I genuinely was, I knew we had a good script. I knew we had a great director and a wonderful cast and all of that. And I, I just thought, I've got to give it my best shot. And if it, if it doesn't work out, I'll walk away with my head held relatively high. Um, so I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't force, I, I mean, I couldn't see myself beyond the end of that. I mean, I, I, at the end of that, I, I thought, I, I, you know, the fact that I got to make five movies now is difficult to imagine. How, has it been, what, 15-ish years? It's been nearly 17. 17. Because, you know, because, I mean, because it came out 15 years ago. And of course, you know, it's like, it takes at least two yeah. years to get a movie like this off the ground. So, so it's been seventeen years of my life, basically. Well, what's your what's your? We don't. I I don't know you personally. I've met you before on a carpet, red carpet. But yes, that's right. We have. Yeah. What's your <laughs> least debonair quality? Oh, the, there is so many. Yes. It's just yes. I want the list. No idea. Please. It's like, I am one of the least debonair human beings you'll ever meet. It's oh, like, that's fantastic. Uh, I'm, it's, I'm the, I'm, listen, I'm the reverse of this person. I mean, I'm like, you know, I like, I'm dressed in a suit. I don't wear suits right. all the time. You're making I'm me so happy. To, you know, I'm trying to look, I'm trying to look nice for the interview. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, so you, re- I mean, I think obviously because you play the role so well, we, we, we <laughs> e- e- expect a, a lot of that if we were to spend time together. Uh, but... <laughs> no, it gets, yeah, it gets, it gets more and more silly the longer you know me. Good to know. Um, what are you? What are you looking for? This is this is clearly one of the 
longest running, most successful franchises in all the world in so many different territories. And there are so many, I think we all have so many great memories of seeing the different Bond movies, you know, and you, and you can continue sure, to yeah. watch these forever. Uh, mm. Do you have a favorite in the series? Do you do you remember some of your first? Well, my first cinema outing was To Live and Let Die with Roger Moore, which was his mm -hmm. first mm. outing as Bond, I think. So that has um, that's got an indelible mark in my mind because it was. Uh, but I think you know one of the reasons is that it was, and the, why they've lasted for so long is they're kind of event cinema. That, that you know there is. They were kind of they're a family event. You take you know you, you, you there's a lot of discussion around them. There's a lot of arguments around them. There's mm. there's also you know there's a, they 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 bring out people's passions. They 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 reflect the world politically, the fashion of the time, music. It's you know the song like the, you know uh, you know is a, is a is a talking point before the movie opens. Mm. And it's it's. And I think that that's, you know, that's unique in movie making. And that's, um, you know, that's that's how it affected me as a child. And as I've, 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 when I came to, to play the part, I was like, well, we can't, we still have to have all of that. We can't, that, that doesn't, it's not a Bond movie. We don't do all of that. So you must have the toys and the bells and whistles and all of those yeah, everything, things yeah. we've become accustomed to. What, yeah. what are you looking most forward to doing in terms of roles to come for you? Well, I, I did this movie a couple of years ago called Knives Out, which was yes. uh, an incredible amount of fun. You act like no one's heard of it. You act like no one's heard of it. I don't know. Who knows? Come on, come you, on. you never know. Come <laughs> on. Like, so, um, um, I'm British. It's kind of like, I can't, I'm no. not very good at selling myself. Well, you're very um, funny. The, the, um, the, we've just finished the second one, which I'm incredibly excited about. Um, uh, we have an amazing cast. Ryan is directing and have written it again, and that's coming out next year. So that'll be that'll be um, a lot to do. And then I'm going. I'll be on Broadway next year with uh, a bit of Shakespeare with Macbeth with uh, the actress Ruth Negger and um, um, Sam Gold directing. And I'm that's very scary but tremendously exciting. Do you feel? So so many actors, as you said, very scary. But so many actors really love what they get to do when they're up on stage. If you're not doing it or you haven't done it for a while, being on stage, do you feel a void? I don't know if I feel a void because, I mean, you know, Bond, when I'm doing a Bond movie, that's a lot of, uh, takes up a lot of my time. Um, it's different. But uh, um, um, I think it's great to get back up on stage. It's it's It probably is the scariest thing you'll do as an actor, you know, yeah. um, maybe, well, apart from jumping off the top of buildings maybe. But um, <laughs> but it's, um, it's a... Uh, you know, you, there's nowhere to go. You, you, it's like a, lighting a firework when you start a play. You know, you put you light the blue touch uh, paper and mm -hmm. you uh, you retire and watch it. What you know, and there's not there's nothing stopping it. It's like a fuse. So that's that's really exciting. And 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 being in front of a live audience, which is going to be yeah, massively overstimulating. <laughs> I mean, we we had the premiere in London the Albert Hall and it was full. So I don't know how many thousands of people we had in there. I think close to 2000 people we had in there. And I, we were backstage to be about ready to be introduced to everybody. And I kind of peeked around the curtain and I took my breath away. I mean, yeah. because I haven't seen that many people like all of us for quite a while. And that feeling of a crowd and feeling of that excitement is, you know, I, I've never had quite the feeling, but I'm sure you've been backstage at big rock concerts and feeling a big audience in front of you, that that power of that is just um, probably quite addictive. Yeah, listen, I once walked out on stage hosting one of our music shows here for television mm -hmm. in the States, and the crowd went wild, and I thought, wow, these people like me, and I realized BTS just walked out on the stage at the same time, and they were cheering for them. <laughs> yeah, so quickly, take what you can get. Take what you can reminded, get. It's all good. Stick to the radio. <laughs> uh, hey, it, it really has been uh, a a pleasure to watch you in this role and something that will obviously be such a big part of history of, of cinema and, and movies and, and for a long time. So well done. Congratulations. Thanks for taking Thank time you. today. We really appreciate it, Daniel. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Take good care. We'll see you soon. And we'll see you on Broadway. Yeah. I, I can't wait. We'll yeah, I'd love I hope to talk so. to you about Come that see the show. in New York. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, right, please well. do. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Daniel Craig, No Time to Die is in theaters now. That's James Bond, 007. You are so cool. I'm so proud of you. You kept like you just kept your cool. It wasn't even like you were fangirling at all. I am though. I know, but you seemed really calm and collected around him. I'm I'm impressed. I'm proud.
Hey, uh, Tubbs, make a tape. I want to hear me calm and collected. I want to play it back in the car on the way home. <laughs> on air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. All right, let's go to our grand prize winner of the day. Ivan is on the line. Ivan Figueroa. Ivan, good morning. Good morning. So Ivan qualified on Gabby's show just the other day, a little after lunchtime, to get his vacation bills paid for. When he qualified, like we do on the 10s, he got 102 bucks. That happens every single hour all day from 6 in the morning till 6 in the evening. And Ivan, it's good to have you with us. My name is Ryan. I've got Tanya and Patty here. What are you up to today? Um, at work right now. How's your ankle, actually? <laughs> oh, bro, thank you. So I, I have a, an nice. ankle appointment today, later. I have an ankle appointment because I can't stay off of it. I, I'm not a good, like, wear a brace. Rester? Rester. I'm not a good rester, Ivan. Just not. That's not one of my traits. Shocking. And I was going to take up <laughs> golf, boxing, and some other things, but I'm going to have to put them on hold with this sprain. For sure. Right. Have you sprained yours? I have once, and it just took me out for a good while. Yeah, they tell me a year till it's back healed. What? I hurt my ankle when I was 12 years old, and to this day, it's it never still the, hurts. It's, it's not, not the same. same. Yeah, thank you for the words of encouragement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen, Ivan, let's shift into some good vibes here. Congratulations, you're our grand prize winner. We, Ivan Figueroa, are paying for your next vacation, brother. Oh, my God. Thank you, you so much. It, wow. Man. Yeah, man. Where, where do you want to go? I was actually um, planning a trip, and a honeymoon, actually, this end of the year to go to Egypt. Whoa, I've never been. Wow. Cool. It's one of the, it's one of the seven wonders, so perfect place, I would think, for a honeymoon. Well, that's so who are you going to take on the honeymoon? My wife. <laughs> perfect. That yeah. is great. <laughs> Uh, that's an exciting trip. Well, I want to hear, listen, after you guys do that, I want to hear back about it. Uh, well, thank you, I'll Ivan, for listening. Tomorrow, so that's perfect. Congra- What's her name? Her name is Irene. Ivan and Irene off to Egypt. Well, thank you for listening, Ivan. You take good care of yourself, okay? Thank you so much, Ryan. You got it, brother. I just got word that Chris Martin joins us tomorrow. Very excited oh. about that. So, Tanya and, and Patty, let's listen to this so we can chime in. But I think you just asked, could you be in a relationship that has both uh, ecstasy and agony, which is like the height of good and the most difficult of difficult, right? Yeah, I feel like those two words, I mean, ecstasy sounds great, it's bliss, but agony sounds awful. And so Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox are on the cover of, of um, what you know, you were talking about, you saw those photos. It's British GQ style magazine. And they're kind of like the Hollywood couple right now that everybody either loves them or loves to hate them because they're always on every red carpet. They're making out PDA like crazy. Um, But in the interview, Machine Gun Kelly explained their relationship like this. He said, it's ecstasy and agony for sure. I don't want people to think anything's perfect with us. I didn't say it was the darkest fairy tale for no reason. So Mm. my question to you is, obviously relationships aren't perfect. There's ups and downs and all that kind of stuff. But could you be in a relationship that was super high highs and super low lows? Or for me, I would prefer something that was a little bit more in the mediocre range because the agony to me just sounds awful. Like, I don't, I don't think I want that. Here lies the bigger question. Relationships, are they worth it? Because, you know, (laughs) if you remain single and lonely, it's not great, but it's not agony. I know. Right? But if you get into a relationship when it's pure ecstasy, the agony's to come at some point. So it's the age-old question. Relationships, are they worth it? Are they worth it? (laughs) That should be the new tagline. Right? Like every time you get into one that's good, you worry it's not going to be good. And then the heartbreak is so hard to deal with. Is it better to just be alone? (laughs) I want to say the answer is no, because there's studies that say being in a healthy relationship makes you live longer. Right, but is ecstasy and agony a healthy relationship? I don't know. No, I don't know. Maybe a balance of both. There right, has but to we be all, a balance. Of course, we want to balance, but I think what she's saying is if it's hot or cold, is that sustainable? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think I don't, so. I, I, I don't like it. I don't like the cold. But she says, Megan Fox has said uh, when they locked eyes for the first time on that movie set, she said, 
I, I know you. I've known you so many times in so many different forms. They, they call each other their twin flame. Like, they feel very meant to be. I'm just not as uh, vocal or I just, I don't know. I'm a little more laid back, <laughs> I think. Like, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think you but get to. that's not good because if you're not speaking it, you're storing it. And if you're storing it, then it's going to come out at some point. Why is it when you're in a relationship and you ask somebody what's wrong and they say nothing and you know it's something they don't tell you? Because they want you to probe more. And how many times are you supposed to probe before you say I'm going to bed? Three. Hmm. Or four. All right. Well, tickets are sold out jingle ball. I'm coming up next. Presented by Capital One. Hang on. On air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. Oh, let's get Erica. Can we bring Erica back in? Remember Erica? She's worked with us for a long time. She was living in her parents' guest room, which I bought her for because she was saving money. I mean, why pay rent during the pandemic if you don't have to? She's since moved out. She's got her own place. She's now left her own place. She's come into our studio in Burbank, and here she is. Now, last time we spoke with you, Erica, you were authoring your Maid of Honor speech. Yes. And we gave you some feedback. I don't know if it was worthy feedback, but did you, you gave the speech, right? I did give the speech, yeah. How did it go overall? Honestly, I got like a standing ovation. It went very well. Well, And I did use your advice. Which was what? I forgot. Uh, Well, (laughs) good question. No, I started with the line, most Maid of Honor speeches start from when you were, we were babies and you were stealing my pacifier. But we literally met in college, so that didn't happen. And uh, that was perfect because I followed the matron of honor, who is her sister. Was that my advice? You you literally told me to say almost those words exactly. I should really listen to this show. (laughs) You should. It's a good show. I give good advice. Your advice was to like not go, oh, we were born in the same crib right. and kind of like cr- do the whole life story. Right. All right. Well, uh, do you want to give us a little speech? Do you want to? I'll give you I'll give you the main gist of it. Yeah, which, yeah, which was basically, you know, I started with that. And then I went on to say, like, how we were this dynamic duo in college, listed some funny things that our college friends would get it, like the nights at Miss Kelly's, which was our karaoke bar, whatever. And then I went on to say, but when she met Mike, her now husband, um, he fit into this duo so seamlessly. And then I wrapped it up by talking to Mike, saying, thanks for taking care of my best friend, you know, all of that. And handing over the title of Dynamic Duo yeah, to him. You, right. Just nice. Yeah. Also, I remember saying, Jimmy, you're going to have to hold on to Meredith's hand yep. on a Delta flight when there's turbulence. <laughs> exactly. You're the, you're the new hand to hold. Yeah, and Mike's the new other half of, of the dynamic and, duo. And, and I think we said end in tears, did you? Um, you know what I ended with was three Taylor Swift references back to back to back. So I said, here's to a love that you can only imagine in your wildest dreams, the invisible string that has tied you two together since uh. the very beginning, and the kind of love story that a platonic soulmate can only wish for for her best friend. And then oh. did you say that was Taylor Swift or do people know that? Oh, uh, I mean, they know. yeah, they know. We're no. big Taylor fans around there. No, I know, but I, I the re-record or the original? Like, which <laughs> lyrics were you quoting? It was Maid of Honor's speech in parentheses right. Taylor's version. <laughs> uh, nothing more pressure-inducing than having to give a speech at a wedding. Oh, yeah, I, I was shaking. Whew. I agree. I'm yeah. not good at it. I am not good at it. Well, Erica, thank you very much for coming back and sharing that. Congrats to your friends. I mean, friends. thank you for your advice. It helped really seal the deal. It really was good. You're right. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Take good care. Bye-bye. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I sometimes I know when it's coming. Someone asks us to give a toast or a speech, and I can't stop thinking about it. Like, when you're at the event and other people are doing their thing, all you're doing is, like, thinking about your thing and letting mm-hmm. your mouth get dry and everything. I had to officiate one of my best friend's weddings. And the, at the rehearsal dinner, I didn't drink. I didn't party. I didn't do anything until... The wedding was done, and then I was like, "You're because you're in the spotlight. You're doing your thing." Yeah. Ugh, it's a lot of pressure. So what we're saying is, if you know us, please don't ask us to give a speech. <laughs> please, please. On air, on air with Ryan Seacrest. I was on TikTok, and I thought it was Tom Cruise. Myself, I thought it was Tom Cruise. I was like, "Wow, Tom Cruise is even way into this thing, and he's playing a guitar." <laughs> I think he did some Dave Matthews man. Wow. Did you yeah. see Tom Cruise? It was a deep fake. It wasn't right. real. It was AI. It was Tom Cruise. I thought I'm way, way, way behind. Tom Cruise 
It's got time to do all these ridiculous TikTok videos. But you were duped. I'm like, well, let me tell you about these deep fakes, which are frightening. They're a national security risk. Ugh. A national security risk. These deep fakes. It's where you could, like, basically, and I would appreciate it if we were a little fair around here. And, like, when I notice something, I say it about you guys. And it's been a whole show, and you haven't even said what you noticed differently about me. <laughs> Wait, did you get a haircut? Yes, I did. Thank you. I, t- oh. I went tight on the sides. It looks really good. Thanks. You're taking me back to the early 90s. Thank you. Well, it's back it now. Good. So you know I'm on Do you have yeah. a before and after? Yeah, yesterday. I was right here yesterday. <laughs> it was before and after. Before You see me every day for five hours. We need a before and after. But like, how much did you cut off? Like, I feel like it's probably very little. But it's not just my haircut, guys. Not just that. You don't notice, do you? Are you tanner? Did you use self-tanner? No. A new shirt? Shaved your chest? No. Ryan, we, we can't. We, I got my eyebrows shirt. done. Oh. Got my eyebrows Wait, darkened. But you, look, you plucked. know you you know your stylist or whoever did it for you did a great job when it's you don't not know? noticeable. But no, the whole point of doing something is to no. be noticed. It's supposed to oh be Oh my subtle. gosh, you guys, this is like a double standard. Yeah, it's true. Right? You, like want, whole, yeah. you guys always come in here with something. And I'm like, oh. We're on TV today, or we're we must be posting this video today, or 007's on, or something. I get I go I get a little bit of a you know a bang in my eyebrows, tight and high on the top. Nothing. I did no. notice a freshness in you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank Some you. different energy. It looks good. You look Thank good. You. Thank you. <laughs> As he squeezes his ginger into his tea. Priscilla, good totally morning. Annoyed. It's very difficult, really, really difficult around here sometimes. How are you, Priscilla? Good morning. Good to you guys. Good, thanks. So what's happening? What can we do for you? Okay, so I needed advice because, like, I live with my um, mom currently, and me and my boyfriend, we're trying to get a house together. Uh-huh. But my mom's Latina, and she's old school. Oh. So it's like, how do I tell my mom? Well... I get it because my mother is not Latina, but she is old school. And I had to break her into this whole concept very slowly. I almost feel like I should have your mom call my mom. But because she's okay, <laughs> she's like, gets it now. I think she kind of had no choice. But uh, you, I mean, you have to respect your mother's view. So I think you need to understand what where she's coming from and her view and not disrespect that. But at the same time, it is your life. It, it is your love. And if it's something you believe and if it gives you happiness, I, I at the end of the day, I think all parents want their chickens to be happy. Patty, what do you think? Right. Well, I have I had lived with my mother all up until last year. So when I left for the first time last year, she was not happy because she wasn't going to see my children every day like she was used to. But I think we needed that break finally and she loves me and i am sure your mother loves you and she may just show a little bit of just you know uh maybe she just needs a little more attention from you in the first few weeks but yeah you she will be okay you will be okay respect and love respect and play into the happiness card all right priscilla Okay, thank you, guys. Good luck with the move. That's a big step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, with my mom, it was like, hey, ma, I mean, I'm coming home for Christmas with somebody. Mm-hmm. Ryan, John, you're and you're going to stay in the guest room? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Well, you know how your father and I feel. All right, well, that's fine. We can come next year, or I'll come next year. No, it's no, okay. No, you play that card. Oh, oh, that's a good one. It's a good one. I had no choice. I was up right. against a rock in a hard place. We're going to come up next and give you a chance to get your vacation bills paid <laughs> yeah, for. It's, it's, my mother's, it's my mother's favorite expression. As a kid, my dad watched 60 Minutes, and as an adult, I do it sometimes too, and I tape it if I don't see it just because I grew up with the yeah. tick, 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 tick of the clock. 
And I saw it the other night. I taped it, watched it back. Deep fakes. You know what these are? Deep fakes. A deep fake is basically it's a. It looks like, for in this case, Tom Cruise, but it's not. Sounds like and looks like mimics every component. Looks totally real. But it has nothing to do with Tom Cruise. I don't even understand how the technology works. This is haunting. It's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, the, if you there was a, I don't know if it's still up or they take it down or what happens. But there's, the, I saw Tom Cruise on TikTok because I just got on TikTok, and I thought, wow, he's doing it. Everyone should be doing it. I need to spend more time on it. Right. Turns out it wasn't even Tom Cruise. Wow. Even Justin Bieber thought it was Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Even Justin Bieber like. TikTok backed that he was shredding on the guitar. Do you know who could do these? Alessia Cara. She could do Kim or Courtney Kardashian and Celine Dion. But it's not just the voice. It's literally the face is the person. Like right now, I could be doing this and it's not me. That is really scary. Yeah. But that's only the tip of the iceberg from what I saw. Mm-hmm. I guess here's, the, here's what they say is the good part. Those who are creating these deep fakes say they envision a future where people at home can make Hollywood quality movies without a camera, without actors on their computer. So you could take me, you, you, Tom Cruise, and make a whole movie and it looked just like us, but it has nothing to do with them. Freaky. This is really scary. Yes. They envision someone like Tom Cruise being able to make movies after they're dead. No. So you can keep Yeah, I don't like it either. No. I don't love it. Now here's the scary stuff. They're they're taking celebrity faces, mostly of women, and putting them on adult film bodies. Right. No. No. That's how is that that should not be legal? No, I feel like not. it's only a matter of time before it becomes illegal, right? It has to be. You can't it just doesn't seem right to me. And the deep But how do you can, regulate this? Well, you gotta get into it. I mean, look, times are changing. Deep fakes can be used to manipulate people or affect mm-hmm. elections, they say. Ugh. You can make a video of a politician saying anything and think it's a politician. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're moving so fast through life. I, I don't right. question videos. I see a video. I think they said it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to a flip phone. I'm <laughs> activating my flip phone. And you can barely text me on it. But you know what's interesting that you said uh, your dad used to watch 60 Minutes, so now you do it. Do you feel like you're becoming your father? If I say I hope not, he'll be pissed. And if I say I hope so, I don't know. He'll be pissed. I don't. No one say that. <laughs> I don't think. I think we want the good traits, but I think we also mm-hmm. want to stay young. Right. On air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. That's going to do it for us today. Tomorrow it's an all new Ryan's Roses. Get in on that. Thanks for listening to On Air with Ryan Seacrest. Make sure to subscribe, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.